0: Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and Neuro Spicy Life Coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. I'm going to say that again. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. This is what's been playing in my head all day today dog hair in my mouth. Okay, I got that out. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. Sometimes when I am in bouts of negative emotion, which I am prone to depression and chronic anxiety, so I've got quite the amount of bouts. So whenever I'm in that place and I'm not in a place where I can create lovely new intentional thoughts, I fall back on the basics of separating out me from my thoughts, separating out moral attachment to what my brain thinks. Because sometimes I don't have control over the thoughts my brain thinks. They just appear. That's how brains work. So just because You have a thought doesn't mean it's true. To me, in my body, that feels very relieving. That feels very reassuring that just because a sentence is flitting across my mind doesn't mean it's factual, doesn't mean I have to believe it, and it doesn't mean anything in the basis of what's real outside of me. So, with that said, I could end the podcast right here, but I'm going to say a couple more things, but this is going to be a short and sweet one. Today, I just want to talk about how to tell what's real from what you're, from what's just a thought. Because right now, your brain, just like my brain, probably has a hard time with that. It thinks the thoughts we think are real, right? I shouldn't have done that. That's a thought, and yet your brain will believe it till to your deathbed depending on the context. I disappointed them and and it's all my fault. That's just a thought. But when your brain doesn't know how to have this skill of separating out what is real from what is just a thoughts a thought, then that can really meddle and and mess with your mental and emotional well being. And when I say well being, I don't mean well-being means you're happy and perfect. I mean you just feel at home in yourself connected to yourself and okay with whatever reality hands you. I think that's what emotional mental well-being is. It's not being happy all the time. For ex- for example, right now where I am in my life, I'm I'm going through a negative wave of of negative emotion, but I don't think I'm unwell. Right? I can still come home to myself, sit with myself and brave what's passing through me right now. The other thing I want to talk about is how to not get overwhelmed by your thoughts, right? By the volume you have, by the inaccuracy they present you with, how to not get swept away in all of that. And there's a way to do that. So let's talk about both of those today. When we are looking at our thinking and we are so enmeshed with it and we are so caught up in our thoughts being real, like as simple as I shouldn't have done that, right? when we don't see that as optional and subjective, we project that onto reality. And then our lens of reality is completely fucky, right? I want you to think of like an old scholastic projector, you know, the ones that teachers could write on with the erasable markers. So your lens is that white board that's like pulled down and it's projecting the slides. That's your lens of reality. But it, depending on what you have laying down on that screen, and and by that, I mean it's kind of hard to describe when I don't have visual aids here. I do this for my clients. I draw on the whiteboard. I, in our calls on Zoom, I make a little picture, and I love doing pictures because that's how I learn. So I don't have my whiteboard on this verbal podcast, so I hope you're staying with me. So the actual machine that's like got the light and the projector part. Depending on what you put there, what you see out on your projected reality is going to base entirely on what you've got there. And the goal, I think, with thought work and with empowerment is to just always have that wiped clean, to just always, even if every morning you got a fresh dump of (laughs) inaccurate thoughts, we just get to wipe them off. And the more we practice that, the easier and quicker it goes. And so we're not totally detaching from reality. That's not the goal here. But we are accepting reality for what it is and seeing it for what it is and at least aiming to get to that place, to that level of practice and master mastery where we can see reality for what it is and our thoughts for what they are without any codependency and meshment and entanglement. With those two things. So this takes time, my friends, and this takes a lot of unlearning. This takes a lot of emotional processing and feeling your feelings and grieving. Honestly, you're grieving all the time you spent not knowing these tools. So we want to go easy on ourselves, have a lot of compassion. But the way to do this is you have to just start noticing from where you are today. We can't go back in time and undo all the thoughts you projected onto reality over the last 30 years. That's just no fruit there. There's no life there. That's all gone. Okay. So we just have to work with today. The one next thought in front of you. What thought is flitting across your mind right now? Let's start right there. If you can do that one thought one time, you can do it another time. Right. So where our brain kind of overwhelms and shuts down is when it's looking at our collective experience and it's bringing in the past, which we have no control over and thinking in a very perfectionist way of like, if I don't undo the past and if I don't look at where I've gotten myself up until now in this like perfect squeaky clean way, then there's no way I can move forward. And then we end up never moving forward, never practicing now, never doing what we can today. And we stay in Loops of stuckness. So, we want to just start with what we can today. Tell our brain today what is real right now, what's in my current reality, not the past. Set it aside. We can revisit it if we need to, but we need to commit to just looking at what's in front of us today, what's real. Okay, well, we can pull out some facts. This is the number in my bank account, right? If it's thoughts about money, this is the status of my relationship. We can can write it down factually. This is the status of my employment, right? Whatever area you're dealing with, if it's a parenting thing, if it's a family thing, if it's a purpose thing, let's just zoom in on that one area and pull out the facts. What's the reality of it? Reality is always kind. It's always neutral. It's always there for us, not against us but our brain is caught up in its interpretation and its made up meanings that it's been using for so many reasons for such a long time. Okay. So we just need to look at both of these things. First, we, we pull out the facts. So I'm going to use an example. Let's say the facts are I I'm going to use a real example for me, but not in real time. This is from several years ago. I was single, right? And the fact of my singleness being not partnered, uh, not being in a romantic relationship was neutral, but my brain was in cycles of applying the most like deadly, devastating meaning to that, right? It meant I was worthless. It meant no one was ever going to love me. It meant I'd be alone forever, right? This is what we want to look at. So I was taking the neutrality of the reality of me being single. I was spooking my nervous system and aggravating it every day I'd wake up because I was caught in all these thoughts I was having that weren't true, right? And so... Once we get into the nitty gritty work of it, we want to honor that, yes, it's not true. And also that might not be the thought that serves you in working through it, but it's a great place to start just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. So I noticed my thought, I'll be alone forever, wasn't true, but my work did not end there. Because in all things in this work, there's an element of tediousness. There's an element of persistence and resiliency that the average person will try, give it two or three tries and then be like, I'm not perfect and I don't feel amazing, so it's not working and they'll quit. No, 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 it's working. We just can't quit when you don't get that result immediately of amazingness, right? It doesn't mean it's not coming. Oh, it's coming, my friends but we have to go through the parts, the cost of like using your energy to practice the complexities and the nuances of, I think I'm going to be alone forever. It's easy to believe that. I believe it's true right now. Sure. I don't believe, I know it's not factual, but it's just so easy to believe that I keep believing it and I'm unwilling to change that thought unless I can feel amazing tomorrow. Okay, our brains are very stubborn and very petty. So this is why we need outside help, because on our own, we'll just quit. So it's important to start honoring what that thought creates for you emotionally, because that is very real. Your thought isn't factual, but it's not a matter of whether your emotion is factual or not. Your emotion is valid and real and happening, whether the thought is true or not. So there's nuance. Number one, we've got to feel the feeling of that fear, of that disappointment, of that trepidation of I'm going to be alone forever. We've got to let that feeling be there. We've got to allow it. We've got to process it. We've got to sit in it without running away, without trying to get rid of the feeling by racing to the bar and finding another dude to be with immediately. Right. That's not right for you. <laughs> right. That's what our brains want to do. So. Then we get to, once that feelings process, once that's conquered, once you create enough courage and bravery to sit with yourself and brave yourself without running away and trying to fix a feeling, then that's what allows for wiggle room and mobilization of the thought that your subconscious thinks is so, so factual. Okay. And that's where we get to start to work with it. Even if I were alone forever, I could still have my back. I could still love myself. That's a great intermediate thought. Then we can look to a next level, which is where we kind of borrow belief from someone else. All right. Someone else has been single at this age and gone through a breakup just like me and they found love again. So that means it's possible for me too. That's a a great next level thought from that first one. Then we can kind of uh, expand on that. We can say, well, why should someone want to date me? What's so great about me? What if I dated myself for a while and found found out what I like, who I am? What if I try that out? I'm drawing from my personal experience here. I literally went through all of these phases just for relationships. This was for just one area of my life. And I want you to see how much work I put into this. Okay, and it wasn't in one week. I wasn't like, okay, knock this out. Okay, day two, feel the feeling. Okay, done. No, this was months and months of persistence, of showing up even when it felt hard, of my brain wanting to quit every step of the way, of my brain wanting to run away from the awareness work, from the work that would change me. And it wanted to run to circumstances I could change, like get myself. unsingle as quick as possible so i don't have to confront these things right and this applies to any area of your life if it's money it's the same if it's a business you want to start it's the same if it's huge life decisions like what career am i going to do it's the same okay so the the name of the game here is we start with the basics just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true And I want to leave that with you. If you are a person who is having a really, really hard time with the idea of thought work and just changing thoughts, it's not because thought work doesn't work. It's because you don't have a full understanding of what it means. So you might have an intro understanding of thoughts cause feelings, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy is a widely known modality in psychology, and that's not exactly what coaching is. There's a bit of a tweak on it, but there is elements of CBT in coaching work. But if you're thinking, yeah, maybe that's working for them, but it won't work for me, it's because you don't have experience yet. You haven't been laid out with with the foundation, the basics of what is real in front of you. What's the reality I can accept today? And what's the story I'm telling about it? This is very, very hard work. And it does involve some level of overwhelmment, right? And so that's why I wanna start with divorcing your thoughts and marrying reality instead. Right now, you are married to your thoughts and you're annoyed with them, you're not fulfilled you know it's not right, but you're too afraid to leave them. And you keep looking over at reality and you keep comparing the thoughts you have to the reality and you're driving yourself a little insane. So I want to suggest that in order to help that overwhelm and in order to move you closer to what you logically know is possible, but your subconscious just won't allow you to begin that journey there is to divorce your thoughts. Because a lot of times you're having thoughts that aren't true, and you're giving them all power over your decisions, all power over your feelings, all power over your actions and how you show up. I want you to marry reality and see what that's like. We're so afraid of accepting reality because we think if we do that, then we're somehow like losing out on something. If, if we accept the conditions, like I didn't want to accept the conditions of being single because I was so afraid of the reality of it. And that's because I was so attached and married to my thoughts of what it meant to be single. And I want you to see the paradox and the backwardness of this. Refusing to accept my singleness kept me single longer, kept me attached to my untrue thoughts longer, and kept me feeling insecure longer. The minute I divorced my thoughts and I started telling myself, just because I'm thinking I'll be alone forever, doesn't mean it's true. And I started getting to know reality of of what actually being single means. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean good, bad, or right, or wrong. It doesn't determine anything about my future. It's just neutral reality. I'm not partnered with another human body right now right? I'm not going to restaurant dates with another human right now. I'm doing other things, but I'm not doing that thing. And it doesn't mean anything definitive about me, my worth, or what I can accomplish in my life. That's the power of marrying reality. And that's the very thing so many humans are afraid to do because we're so fucking caught up in a narcissistic relationship with our own tharts. Tharts? Tharts. (laughs) I just said tharts like 40 times with our own thoughts. So that's all I want to leave you with. Uh, I'm a little scatterbrained today. So I hope that was coherent. And I just want to leave you with reality is safe to go and check out. It's safe to accept and it's safe to start weaning off. Of your attachment and your enmeshment with your own thoughts. When your brain thinks the opposite and thinks that's dangerous, it's actually keeping you stuck in cycles of emotional highs and lows, of dopamine depletions, and cycles of insecurity. And I don't want people to be there because the more people that are insecure, the more. Our world and our society continues to crumble. The more people that are empowered, that are self aware, and that know how to accept reality for what it is without too much drama, without too much overwhelm and distraughtness, that's a world where we're working together, we're organizing, and we're helping each other out. That's a much safer world to be. And it's safer in your body in your experience of life and in you knowing and trusting you. So this all makes sense to me. I truly hope it makes sense for you as well. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human. Empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself and on fire for your life again. Go to alishaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call and I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.